What's up, what's up? We are back with DVD Grooves. How y'all doing on this fine Friday? Your weekend's about to start. Unless you work the weekends like Braden, then your life's about to end. Correct? Uh, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> been a, Kind of been... Well, now it'll be seven weeks. Uh, six weeks of non-stop seven days a week. I'm at my practicum now, so we're having fun doing that. I'm teaching kids how to play music, and now I'm listening to music and drinking beer. So it's, you know, it's an endless cycle with music. It's like you never stop teaching. It's also my first day with my new mouth. <laughs> he said that because he spilled his beer. So, we have our birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Today, today. Today, yeah, well tomorrow but also today because it comes out tomorrow yeah which is today if you're listening to it today but we have fucking 50 years old aqualum by jethro tull jethro tull great album great album great band one of the staples of prog rock for sure oh. like, ian anderson yeah. i mean well it's pretty much ian anderson and his uh like because the lineup's changed yeah, multiple times, The right? only one who's ever really stayed, I think, is Ian Anderson. Maybe the guitar player. I used too. to think that Ian Anderson's name was Jethro. <laughs> actually, I, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell them later. But the name is actually fucking pretty cool where it comes from. But, uh, yeah, we're listening to some Jethro Tull. We're celebrating 50 years of this beautiful Amazing album coming out. Uh, we have... You know, it's a fucking, it's a landmark album. I mean, yeah. It's one of their top it's, selling best. It's probably my second favorite. My personal favorite is Stand Up. I've always been a fan of Stand Up. I, I just love it. But this yeah. one is like my second place, you know. They get the silver medal. Um, You know, this is a cool podcast because, I, I don't know, I guess we've done like, we've done a few that people don't really talk about right like cat stevens mm -hmm. like someone someone uh, well someone i mean some people know the hits yeah you know like wild world or you know uh, father and son and all that kind of stuff but i mean this is probably one of the the most scarce things we've done and to me they're huge jesper is huge to me i know it is to you yeah uh, fucking big part but i mean do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like no one our age knows what Jethro Tull is. Not a lot of, like, I, I don't know. I feel like they've kind of, you know, since this this was their best-selling album 50 it years is the ago. Be even yeah. more than Thick yeah, think yeah. is great. Oh, yeah. This is the best-selling. Um, so maybe that's why, <laughs> like, you know, it's been 50 years since their <coughs> top-selling album was in the top of the charts. You so know, though, they won <laughs> Heavy Metal Album of the Year yeah. in 1980. 87 or 88 and <coughs> it's not even a metal album i can't name it's, uh was it wild war child or something i think no it wasn't war no. child no uh i don't know what child i'll, I'll look it up yeah. but uh that year it beat out metallica and justice for all that just goes to show you how fucked the grammys are like that whole the organization insane it's fucked like, I don't know how they judge their artists. you know what rock and roll bands were in uh, this year? None. None? Well, there was, but it's like best rock artists, and there's a bunch of artists I've never heard of. And I uh, I don't know if they're rock. People like you and I, there's no reason that there should be any rock category and we not be able to know at least one of yeah. them. Yeah. 
Because we what? look for music all exactly. the time, things we've never heard of, you know? And you know what? <laughs> they were disgraceful that fucking Mr. Eddie Goddamn Van Halen and put a minute, not even a minute clip, yeah, and barely that's... fucking even acknowledge that he passed away, one of the most influential guitar players of, like, rock and roll. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll just skim over that. Like, what is, like, the Grammys and rock and roll? The Grammys, the Grammys are trash, dude. They, I don't understand why they hate rock and it, roll. The album was Crest of Knave. Oh, fuck, that's I've never what, even heard of it. It must 87, be... 87, oh, you would know the song, uh... Uh, there's a tune on there that kicks some ass, but, uh... <coughs> Farm on the freeway. That's good. She said she was a dancer, but I mean, it 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 shouldn't be the fucking metal album of the year. Definitely you know not. what I mean? Our best hard rock, I should say. That's that's what they say. But uh, um, before the end of the song, uh, I did a drum jury. So in music, in the music program that I'm in, there's to, they have to like. They do juries where judges come in and judge your performance of your uh, of how, you, how well you play a song. And one of the songs that I talked did was uh, Aqualung on drums. And man, those things are so goddamn stressful. It's just two people or three judges just watching you, and you got to play the song to a backing track. And like this was not too hard of a song to do. Now, did you hear the backing track yeah, yeah. through headphones? Yeah, we all like we all. Did had they it. have headphones yeah. too? So yeah. they heard the track. They heard the minus track. Minus the drumming. Well, they minus the drumming. Yeah. And then you're drumming on yeah. top of it. That's pretty cool. But it was a relatively hard song. Like, it wasn't. No. It wasn't too bad. Uh, it was doable. It's just like you know, there's so a lot of where it gets pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the ending was pretty Did precise. you choose yeah, the song? Yeah. Yeah, you get to choose the songs. Sometimes the drummer, well, the teacher brings you songs to maybe learn, but... Did they suggest anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you're like, fuck that, I'm gonna play some Jethro Tull. Well, it, it was actually kind of hard to find, like, it's kind of hard to find songs that I want to play, because, you know, you're getting marked on it, so it's a big fucking deal, right? Yeah. And you don't want to pick a song that you're gonna, like, spend millions of years learning and fucking learning every note because like you know i had six seven other classes most of the time remember so. when we were in uh in high school and band class together and we used to always get you to play stranglehold i'd be like play stranglehold and like it's not a hard song and you could do it without any issue but i like when you were the you were the main drummer and i was like the drummer behind you yeah so, like, I'd be doing the same shit we've been doing since level two, and then you would come in, <laughs> and you would do the more experienced saves, you yeah. know? And, it, like, I can't drum, but it, it amazes me, like, because I have a couple drum kits of my own, and anytime I show them to my friends, I'm like, fucking try it. And when you look at someone who's playing the drum kit for either the first time or only a couple times played, the way they sit there and they look so confused... That's today. I fucking experienced that today. I was teaching a kid how to play drums, and he was, like, looking at the drum set like it was a fucking, like, completely foreign object. It was like, whoa. And he was sitting there, and he's like, I just gotta take a moment to mentally process. But honestly, that that was me initially, and you, like, I can't drum for shit, but I can get a basic beat, and I can feel good doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fucking, like, I'll feel it. Obviously, I, I, like, I'm not an experienced drummer. I've never... Did a band concert and play We Will Rock You Stand By Me Let's go What up What up But uh 
some fucking staples in Mr. O's class. But I mean, I don't know. It's so weird to me when I see some an unexperienced drummer or someone that's never drummed before go to attempt it for the first time. It's like a baby trying to walk. Yeah, it's like, no, it's and really they hit gotta, the drum like, Pop! oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? You gotta break it down. You gotta slow it down. And then there's kids who just play so loud, and I'm like, you got you don't need to play so loud. That's the key. Like, like you, it looks so effortless. Yeah. Like you've just, <laughs> but you've been doing it forever since you're a kid. You were born to drum. Yeah. You know, your old man's the bass yeah. player. Your brother's the bass player. I was smacking that wooden on wooden, with wooden spoons on pillows. Fuck when I was like. Seven or eight. Me so. too. I used to get like uh, like Tupperware containers, some like yeah. Coke ice cream and shit, and like pop, 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 make some bongo drums on that. Fuck, they're fun. That was fun. Man, today, <laughs> today some kid fucking is like, "Are you better at drums than Mr. Benson?" <laughs> is Benson a drummer? Yeah, he's yeah. a drummer for another band. You should have been like, I well, I said, "Fuck I, yeah." I kind of was like, uh, "No," and then Mr. Benson was like, "Yeah, we're not in competition. We're buddies." <laughs> Then he showed it at the band. Imagine you just, you, you know, you're like the student teacher and you look at the other guy and you're like, fucking right I am. <laughs> you know? I'm the best. I'm the motherfucking man. Uh, real quick, nothing to do with Jethro Tull. Today is the 18th of March. It's a Thursday. It is Jerry Cantrell's birthday. We're not going to jump into Alice or nothing, but happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jerry. You're a fucking hero to me. And if you ever listen to this in 10 years down the road, well, thank you. That was dope as fuck, dude. I bought Tripod. Well, I got Tripod yesterday. Don't tell him It's an unofficial release. He's losing money. It's unofficial, dude, but straight up, I bought your fucking... I bought facelift. I got the facelift box set coming. The facelift box set, the price of that alone. Where's my solo albums in that? Where's my solo albums? They're coming. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even think Jerry would care. No, He's he so in like he, Alice he is his Alice, baby. Yeah. Those solo albums were probably just more for him artistically pleasing, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Fuck it. Man, we're we're I've always liked uh Yeah. Jethro Tull. I've always liked Jethro Tull. Uh my mom's a huge fan of Jethro Tull. My dad uh, loves she, him. She's she got really... a couple live movies of it. My, my dad, too, really um, you know, uh, Thick as a Brick is obviously their favorite, my mom's favorite, which is, you know, that's impressive. I don't know what my dad's favorite is. Uh, who knows? Probably one I of I think it's ones. this one, honestly. Could be. Could be. It is, this is a great fucking album. What's yours? Thick as a Brick. Thick as a Brick, too? Stand Up or Thick as a Brick? Because Thick as a Brick, it's so impressive. It's 23 minutes. <coughs> it's basically a 45-minute song. 23 minutes on the other side and like 22 minutes on the other side. Yeah. So it's just one song, basically. The only reason it's put two parts is because you have to flip the goddamn record somehow. <laughs> but in True. reality, it's one fucking song. It flows right into the next one and you start it and it's right into the next one. And that's fucking impressive. And that's innovative because no one did that. Imagine recording that. What if you were like about 17 minutes in and... Oh shit, I fucked up, you know? You gotta restart, what do you do? Do you restart the whole damn thing? But for all we know, there is little mess ups in that song mm-hmm. that we just don't know are there. Plus, we hear it and it sounds beautiful, so you don't think that, but. But for me personally, like, Jethro Tall always stands out, in a, like, for me. For this exact reason, exactly. the flute. Yeah. The flute is the one flute, of the most prominent things. It's beautiful, man, and it adds so much. And the fact that no one else was doing it consistently, you know, like mm-hmm. this is a, 
the flute in Jethro Tull is just as important as the drums, the guitar, and the bass, and the voice. Yeah. Jethro Tull, like Ian Anderson, like... It's it's what made Jethro Tull, Jethro Tull. That's why they stand out. Yeah. Like, uh, I know Ian, uh, Ian, like... I don't know, they went through a lot of lineup changes, but every lineup they've had sounds amazing. But like, I guess I'm an asshole to think of it, flute, but honestly, you know? I don't think of anyone as Jethro Tull but Ian Anderson. Exactly. It's, it's like yeah, an alter ego. Yeah. That's who he is when he performs. Like the whole standing thing with uh, the pose. Dude, that I fucking love Have you ever it. watched some live? I've seen a little bit, but they not a not lot of live YouTube. movie, but like YouTube videos, like yeah. of songs that I like. You know, they have a wicked live performance uh, on YouTube, man. Fuck, crazy. Uh, they shit might have watch. some on Kello. Yeah, we could check that out. We should do that. We should watch another fucking concert on there soon. We should. Um, Jethro Tull is from Britain. They're from uh, Blackpool, Lancashire. Blackpool. Uh, I think I've heard of Blackpool. It sounds familiar, honestly. Maybe it's in Liverpool? No, I know <laughs> Liverpool, but Blackpool sounds familiar, too. Could be. Yellowpool and Greenpool and <laughs> chlorine-filled pools. And oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> those are good pools. Um, so they formed in 19... Well, unofficially they formed 67, in 1964. Right? 60, oh, shit. But they went through... But Jethro Tull, the name and everything, boom, 67. That's when they formed. Okay. But they started out with names like... Tabernacle. Uh, Navy Blue. Not Tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> Navy Blue was one of their first names. Ian Henderson's bag of bag of nails <coughs> and candy colored rainbows. Wow, candy colored rainbows. I wonder what they were smoking. It was either rainbows. It might be rain. Candy colored rain. I don't like it. Jethro Tall's dope. Yeah, ju- but, okay. but it's so hard to think of that now, you know, like because to us that's all we know. So to imagine them with a different name, you yeah. can't really. But the only reason they settled on Jethro Tull is because, uh, well, one of their one of their members of their team, uh, they only they they never they had a hard time getting shows, and basically uh, they eventually found a place that would you know rehire them, and they were going under the name Jethro Tull when that manager said, hey, uh, not manager, but the club manager was like, hey, <coughs> come back. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll call ourselves Jethro Tull. So wait, Tull. they were going to the same club over and over? No, no, they were trying to find places to play and re- get rebooked. Okay. But finally, when they got the rebooking, it was under the name Jethro Tull, so they just kept Jethro Tull. And little Jethro Tull was actually an 18th century British ar- agriculturist. Oh, it's the name of someone. Yeah, it's oh, an yeah. actual name of someone, which I never knew until today. I, I looked that up and I was like, shit, Well, I didn't cool. know it. I definitely Agricul- British agriculturist. That's cool. Um, so their debut album was 1968. This was. Okay. Good album. Stand up. That's 1968. This was. Is that where he's like the little goblin in the front or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. Then stand up. Yeah. Stand up. That's 79? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 69. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Then they did some shows opening for Jimmy. Hendrix? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. They did some show. Then the U.S. toured with Zeppelin and well, Vanilla Fudge. What's a cool... Uh, <laughs> that's a good show. Another cool thing, though, is they were a part of uh, the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. Okay, I didn't you know, know that. Have you ever watched the Rock no. and Roll Circus? Dude, it's got, like, The Who, uh, Taj Mahal. And Taj Mahal had to, like... Uh, I mean, 
I think it's Taj Mahal. I could be wrong, but I believe he had to go by a different name because his record label didn't want to give the rights of his songs away. Like, they didn't want him singing on a different label. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah. you'll see, like, so-and-so appeared courtesy of uh, Electra yeah. or A&M or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let him, so he just went by a different name. But Jethro Tull performed there. And as far as I know, I, I, like, we're big Sabbath fans. Um, Tony Iommi, in the beginning of Sabbath, actually quit Sabbath to be the guitar yeah, player in Jethro yeah, Tull. Yeah, that's true. You know? I've, read that, I've heard about that. And I believe one of the shows that he played was that Rock and Roll Circuits. I want to watch the movie over to see if I can see him, because I'm not, I'm not sure. But I'm, I heard that that's one of the shows he played. But uh, I have heard that. Tony I heard that was from, like, I listened to, uh, I think he said it on the Gibson one, uh, the icons. Tony Iommi said, like, you know, all he was thinking was, you know, like, Jethro Tull's great, you know, it's what a wonderful band, but like Sabbath, they were really making something new. You know yeah, what I mean? They yeah. were doing something that hadn't been done, and the riffs were heavy, and like, he, he just thought, like, what do I want to be known for? And he, he told them, like, sorry, I have to go back. And he went back and Sabbath. Good idea. If I can imagine, Sabbath wouldn't have existed. I don't want to imagine. No. Fuck that. Uh, they declined to play at Woodstock in 69 because uh, really? Ian Anderson thought that he, he didn't want to be involved in the hippie movement. He didn't want the hippies to influence and mold the sound. So many people got high to Jethro Tull. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm getting high they to right got, now. They would have got high if they were at Woodstock, but they weren't at Woodstock. And then finally in 1970, they went into the recording studio um, to record well, this masterpiece we're listening to today. And uh, finally released it in 19, March 19th, 1971. Fuck yeah, March Aqualon. 19th, 1971. And guy, at the end of one year of sales, they've already sold a million. Like, it wasn't even a After year. After the first year? It wasn't even a year. It was March, it was in July 1971 when they already sold a million. So they was already certified gold by fucking halfway through the year. Oh wow, that's fast. Especially at that time, to be yeah. that big worldwide. But, you know... That's not too bad for a fucking band who was pretty Dude, that's much that's not too nothing. bad for anybody. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, stand-up is a great fucking album. Bure, uh, Bure or Bure, whatever that song name is. God damn, what a good song. Do, 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 I know. Oh, and you know, another thing uh, that made me love that, because I already loved stand-up. Stand up. That mm. was like my favorite. When I first got it, like I spun it, and I'm like, oh my god, I think I love Jethro Tull. Like I, I have, uh, I don't have the first one. I have this one. I have Thick as a Brick, yeah. and then I think I have a couple other like later ones. But when I got Stand Up and I spun it for the first time, I was like, oh my god. I don't know. Did was it like that for you when you were young and like? We got a lot of records really fast. When you look at our collections from the time we started collecting, it was coming so fast. And some things you would get that you didn't know. And mm -hmm. when you were going to spin it that first time, that's the first time you get to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I played stand up and I was like, like I found something, you know, like I found something that I'm going to personally love forever and think of. I feel I like that's like, I, I didn't experience that much as a kid. Like, when I was listening to this music back then, I was kind of like, I'd listen to it, and I was like, oh, this is good, I, I fucking love this, you know? 
But now, at the age I am, I'm listening to music differently. And, like, I listen to more... I don't know what it is, but I just find that I connect more with music, like, certain things in music now. So, like, listen to this, I'm like, oh, I love it, because obviously I've loved it for so many years. But you listen to new things, I tend to listen pretty, like, closely to certain things. Yeah. And, like... I never, like, when I was a kid, I didn't, like, experience, well, I did experience, I, I mean, I was, you know, spinning the Sabbath albums, I was like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, this side, fucking spin, and, you know, uh, Prague, I love Prague, everything Prague, give me Prague, I fucking love, you Yes, know? Genesis, Mount Parsons, uh, Gentle Giant, Whoa. fucking King, We're, I love Prague, Prague is my, fuck, did I, you ever see mine, King Crimson? I wish. No, we were supposed. Oh, uh, you were supposed were coming to. to Blues Fest. this summer. Yeah, That's our last summer. That's dirty, dude. When I see them, the dr- there's three drummers, right, and they were all in the front, and then the band was behind them, dude. You would personally love that, you know. Yeah, what I my mean? dad had the tickets. He, I know. I, I think I was with you when he told you. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Guess what? We're going to King Crimson." I was like, "No fucking way!" And I'm like, "Kind of," but hopefully, when they come back, uh, maybe we'll get that again. And dude, it's already when, been through an air side. Holy shit. How do we do it so fast? It's so good. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I say so good. Hey, how are y'all doing, y'all six? Six listeners? What's yeah, up? In fact, we've had three listeners for the last six, like, four podcasts. This really? Is three, three. We've three. been going down? No. We just have a steady inflow of three people listening <laughs> all the time. But other it was, people. You know, when, when you think you have six listeners and you're... you're Halfway too much. <laughs> uh, also, go listen to the fucking Kiss Destroyer because that's also sitting at zero plays right now. So. What? Yeah, it was Kiss Destroyer's <laughs> birthday. Hello? We're trying to fucking. Hello? <laughs> Alright. Well, we're going to do a flip. Are you ready for a flip? It's time to flip the record. Because this side is over. We just flipped the record. Here is side two. Here's side two. I hope you like it a lot. Yeah. That's Ian Anderson playing that guitar part, right? Because so. he I, plays the acoustic guitar. What credits him to it? I also like that it says instead of vocalist, it says voice. You look at the drums; it says a thousand drums, <laughs> a thousand percussion drums. Where I can't even see a thousand drums and percussion. Wow, a thousand, a whole thousand. That's brilliant, mate. Brilliant so quiet you don't even hear it on there really well no, you hear it there but you don't hear it fucking you don't hear the music we don't hear the music much when we do this well we don't want to get sued man that too we like to hear have our voice on it but uh, we just really like our voices a lot and we yeah. hope that you like our voices a lot because i honestly like, like i i sometimes want to listen like i go to work and i listen to our podcast and i'm like well i don't listen to my, our podcast but I, sometimes i'm like i listen to a couple of maybe ours. i'll listen to an episode 
Advice? Yeah, but I never do because I, I just I already know what we talked about, so I'm gonna learn nothing new because I just <laughs> yeah. uh, we did it. Yeah. Well, I listened to a couple just to see how it sounded. Yeah. Now that we changed like how we were doing it, but uh, I don't know. I I haven't listened to like the last bunch. I listened to like Blind Melon and yeah. Eagles. Maybe we should start putting up our own views. Just <laughs> we just start day. liking all our shit because none of y'all do. None of y'all do, huh? Well, it's the people who listen to you support so much. Thanks, you three. <laughs> Thanks, you Thank three. You. Uh, let's probably Phil. Maybe Louie. Uh, maybe Louie. Uh, Will. Will. Uh, definitely uh, Will. Yeah, Come on. listen to a couple episodes. Uh, some, maybe my dad. <laughs> you know. Um... So yeah, this is their best-selling album. Uh, it's sold 7 million units worldwide, which is pretty good. A million in the first year. That's pretty good. Uh, hymn number, uh, hymn 43, which was in Rock Band 2. That's where I, one of my, uh, like obviously I heard Aqualon on the radio, but hymn 43 was another song that I heard from them first, which was on Rock Band 2. Fuck yeah, dude. And I played I remember the playing the shit out of dun, Rock dun, Band 2, but I don't dun, remember dun. the song. I don't remember the you song being on there. Because I, I just remember it because I had the fucking, like, cool Was Man in the Box on, too? I think so, eh? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's the only thing I sang. Uh, we still haven't done that album. Think so? Yeah. Didn't we? Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. What the fuck, man? It's one thing when you don't listen to the podcast, but at least know the ones you did. Exactly. Fine, hey, was, you didn't tell them what you were drinking, dude. I'm oh, disappointed. yeah. He was so like, I'm the beer guy, I want to get well, a new we beer. Talking. We'll we get talking. We'll fucking crack beer. Hey, I got new beer. I put $16 into a new case. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Um, Creamore. We're drinking Creamore Springs. Well, it's, it's just called Creamore. It used to be called Creamore Springs. But it's from... Creamore Springs, wherever that is. Um, fucking, it's not bad, honestly. Like, it's, it's a it lager. It's good, I like Creamy it. Creamy lager, it's a tasty beer, the can feels nice. Um, it says welcome, and bienvenue. So, you know, abiding by Quebec shit. Uh, 5% alcohol, so, you know, it's a, just a good old easy drinking beer. They have it on tap at the Chase Denley, the bar in Sherbrooke. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, my boss... <laughs> My boss bought me a couple, <laughs> a couple of pints of this. There he was like, "What are you drinking, Creamore? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have said yeah if any fucking beer he mentioned. Well, dude. yeah, because it's my boss and guy. We took it like we got a ride home from one of our coworkers. <laughs> me and him were in the back. So we're like, oh, let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> the one at the where you are now in the weekends. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking. He is a cool guy. Cool Sometimes. Guy. Uh... Well, I mean, like every boss though. You know, he has to be a boss. Dude, he's definitely point. listening. Come on, talk some shit. There's three listeners. You think your boss is the th- one of the three? Well, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little lazy sometimes. So there, that's all I'm saying. He's a nice <laughs> Dude, guy. he's definitely one of the three listeners. He told me, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. Brad, you're fired. You do the music sometimes. You also know who else should be fired? Who? <laughs> Mr. Robert Crisco. Fuck Robert Crystal. What do you have to say? Well, he this gave it a old C plus. C plus. And I he give said, his fucking wor- worth of life a C plus. Not even <laughs> exactly. 
He said Ian Anderson's undeveloped cultural interests and religion topics and the the like just everything they talk about on the album. He said it was boring and pretentious. You know who's boring and pretentious? Robert Crisco. That guy's a fucking boring piece of shit, and if you're listening, I hope you never listen, because it's a pity. I hope y'all just dig the saying his name at the same time, uh, because you yeah, know what? That, was that wasn't planned. That was <laughs> shop. Well, that was shop. That's how much we hate him. We both, you know, just, fuck, I, I, I can't believe he gave it, you know what? All, all music gave four and a half. Uh, Rolling Stone gave it three and a half. It's 337 on the 500 greatest albums of all time. And this guy's saying it's boring and pretentious. I hate him. It's not boring. He's it's boring. You gotta open Fuck your ears. Fuck you, Robert Crisco. You gotta open his ears because, like, this is progressive rock. If you call progressive rock one of the most fucking crazy-ass rock genres but there is. But what is a critic, you know? That's one person's view. How many times yeah, have you heard know. someone talk shit about an album that you love? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I, uh, Why you well, that, I mean, that? obviously, it's their best-selling album, so a lot more people like it than Mr. Robert Crisco. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that fucking tool. Uh, cool Canada, bag. they posted number. Uh, it went up to five. Number five in Canada. Yeah, UK went up to four, and US was seven. So pretty good for when it came Strong out. Strong front at home. Yeah. Up in the UK. 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 But you know, I can't. Like sometimes this he fucking bothers me. Like, you know the guy that. Uh, there's a this cool guy in uh, the town I used to live in. Older guy, seen a bunch of shows. Fucking gave me, hooked me up with my speakers, my sound system. Really cool guy. Even hooked me up with a ticket to see fucking King Crimson, man. And uh, Jethro Tull is the band that he's seen the most. And he's seen Jethro Tull between 20 and 30 times. Now, there's people that have seen bands more than that. But that's just like a guy that well, was... to see Jethro Tull more than 20 times, like fucking five times is crazy. Dude, I, I I've seen, seen the only once. person I've ever seen perform live twice is Slash. Once solo and once with Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I've seen you come blonde four times. <laughs> what? You come blonde, what up? But, you know, they're Canadian bands. So they're more like, you know, they play the clubs, they play a lot of cheap shows. They came to fucking Bishops and played Frost Week. Dude, that's dope. Like Especially, that. Is that when you f- found them? Uh, no. I found them at Blues Fest. Ottawa Blues Fest. When you were in high school? Yeah. You must have been pumped when they came to your fucking school. Well, yeah, I messaged the drummer away, and I was like, yo, that's my fucking university. And I was like, I'll be there front row when I met them. Oh, you had talked to the drummer before that? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Graham. Fuck, too Shout bad they to don't Graham. come back and get him to sign these records you just got. Uh, no. Fuck. I'll probably be getting this new one soon, too. I, I listen to it more. Oh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll do our own Yukon Blonde album, because they're fucking great. I mean, I like them. You'll probably like them. Too. I enjoyed you, it. You enjoy a couple of tunes. Yeah, right? definitely. And they're Canadian, so we gotta support Canadian. Support that Canadian bands. Um, did you know that Ian Anderson's daughter? I can already tell you that I did not know. <laughs> okay. Well, Ian Anderson's daughter is married to uh, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Actually, I did know that. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, no I didn't. No. That's uh, yeah. So imagine, you know, you're marrying into... Rick Grimes. Yeah, well, I don't know what his name is. Rick! But uh, imagine you're dating this daughter. The guy that fucking fought a bunch of zombies? They must have met when he got on the fucking helicopter and left. (laughs) I never watched that. 
It's not no? like, like the new. I watched Walking Dead, but I never finished it. I stopped. Glenn died. Dude, I, that was so I, sad. No, yeah, uh, Glenn died. Let's not go there. But then, slowly the downhill spiral. I just, I. It's still a good show. I mean, as far as entertainment, it's plenty entertainment. Yeah. They're killing zombies. You know what I mean? I think mean? I got about halfway through seven, season seven, and I was like, ah. I've seen them shoot so many goddamn zombie heads. <laughs> like, kinda, you know, yeah, I got but, the concept. Like me, I haven't watched it in probably no. over a year, but I mean, I would definitely watch something new. I don't... I'm, I love Norman Reedus. they still Reeves. make it? Yeah. They're, really? They're doing the last season, I think. It's the last season coming up. Last season? Yeah. I mean, I love Norman Reedus. Daryl? I yeah. love him. He's a great character. He's in the Boondock Saints. Yeah. I've never watched that, actually. Dude, that's, that's always dope. been on my list because of... What, he, he's uh, dope, yeah. He's dope. He is dope. He's dope. He, you know, people threatened that they'd fucking stop watching, and like a lot of people threatened that if he left. I heard Maggie might be coming back. Oh yeah, didn't she die though? I don't even know how I she died. Know. Fuck, I don't even. Remember. I don't remember her leaving. Honestly, Me neither. <laughs> God, <that's> <laughs> she might be there. We don't even know. She might be coming back. Never left. But I thought the actor got there. pregnant. No, she was pregnant. Was she pregnant? Fuck, there, that's how much I know about Walking Dead. Alright, why are we talking about The Walking Dead? This well, because is The Walking Dead podcast. I was going to get to the point. Oh, imagine, yeah, imagine <laughs> you're, you're, you know, dating this woman, and her fucking father is Ian Anderson, the legendary flute player from... Imagine he made a cameo. Uh, that would have been cool. Rick comes back with fucking Jethro Tull's daughter, and Jethro, Ian Anderson's there. They're you like, just... hey, you got a flute. <laughs> they start a band. They could you becomes know, a music show. This could be it. a soundtrack for Walking Dead. Well, right now especially. Yeah. Like why does especially why, right why now? Why does the I'm getting frightened? <laughs> I'm getting frightened. Uh, basically this album is uh it's about well they they split this album in two. When they did like they uh they split it in two. One is it's like kind of a half concept album. So the first side's about Aqualung. Which is like, it's all about religion. Like, it's like kind of protesting religion, I think, and stuff like that. Okay. And that's what I briefly read. I didn't dive too much into it, but there's a lot of God. Like, the second side two is My God. The first song on it is My God. Um, and then they mention, they have like a, some sort of, looks like a mention. Well, I know they did have stuff. a bunch of religious stuff in it. It's, I wonder if, like, Jethro Todd never came out and this album dropped today, if it'd be in the fucking. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely religion not. Section. I love when the albums feel like that. You were mentioning the feel. Like yeah. It's, uh, it's like a grainy-ish type. It's, I, I have a cool uh, deja vu. Yeah. I think mine's Crosby like that too. Nash. Yeah. It's like checkered almost. I have the tapestry. I used to have... Uh, no. I think I still have it. King Crimson was this. My dad I used to have Oh, King it's Crimson. like that? Yeah. Yeah, the first one? Mm-hmm. Is that the Court of the Crimson King? Yeah. That's obviously going to be an album sometime, but That's we got to wait for Dylan. That's probably one of my all-time favorite artworks. Yeah, dude. we got to wait for Dylan for that one. Yeah, yeah. If he's not on that, he'll probably have a shit. Dylan, please come back. Come, please. We miss you. Fucking. I'm sure he would have wanted to be on this one, too, really. Well, yeah, but, like, we have to do something. Well, we have a lot of albums. And it's a birthday, so... Uh, it is a birthday. We're trying to do all the birthdays, so. It's like the 50th <laughs> anniversary of Aqualong. He has to be here in June, because we have Emerson Lake and Palmer in June. And, uh, if he's there for June, we could get a couple episodes out with him. 
Well, if he could come for a day, dude, we could just get so drunk and fucking stoned and hey, get like ten done. Really? Yeah. Well, soon. Not not right now. We're still on track. I want it right now. We're going to Yellow, and you can go to a restaurant since like two at a time. Up here in Quebec, um, I don't know where you guys listen from. Most of the people are from Quebec, but to the listeners who are not from Quebec or Canada uh, or from the states, um, we have, we have, we have a, I don't know. The government's pretty strict, but man, our cases have been going down significantly. Yeah, we're up like six fifty-ish per day, and Ontario's like third wave, thousand plus a day. Like so, uh, Quebec's lockdown it might have been strict, but it might have worked a bit. You know, it did well, slow down the. I mean, at this point, I don't need like I don't even care anymore. At no, this point, I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying I don't care about the virus. What I'm saying is like they got doing. They're trying things. Yeah, like, no one like, knows what the fuck they're doing, dude. They're I definitely don't. Man, they're you having know? a thousand students. On Monday, a thousand students are going to be at golf. Like why? Well, because all the levels are coming back. Because before three, four, and five was uh, so they're all going back full time. Yeah, everyone's in uh, school. Dude, I don't know. That's so dumb to me because yeah, look, it's you, a little if early. You, if you think about it, like we're March, we're end of March. When does school end? June. You're gonna bring them in at the fucking end of the school year, like they're fucking guinea pigs, like the the online wow. test dummies. Like I don't know. The online was all right. I mean, sure, it's a like at least weird. finish the school year. Exactly, I, and it's screwing everything up too. Their schedules are all screwed up. You know, teachers like you know they plan to be online for quite a while, so now they gotta switch everything back, and it's fucking, it's a mess, man. This virus has really fucked the world right up. Then I'm not just saying Canada. I'm saying the whole world. The, the whole, whole world. world. Yeah. Fine. Except Australia, and New Zealand. You guys got Australia, and New Zealand. And having go. concerts. <laughs> they have concerts. People like big shows. Yeah, they fucking selling out festivals and arenas right now down in Australia. Big band showing up. Yeah. Guy Kiss just booked their fucking third show down there. Have they already April. played one? No. Oh, but okay. they have like three shows released for like April or something like that. Like that's nuts. You know, like. I don't know. Call me crazy, but if we would you're shut crazy. Down, okay, but if you would if we would have shut down all the fucking shit, borders and all, airports and all, you know, it would have been fine. But now we're up to this fucking, uh, you know, like we're a year in. It's been a year since what? Speaking of a year, um, uh, I mean, I'm gonna plug Queen Street here because we released a live a live EP on uh, Spotify. Oh, sorry, my phone's making a bunch of noises. Sorry. Um, we uh, we released a live EP thing. Um, yeah, check it out on Spotify. Uh, we got a couple songs out there. They're all Isn't originals. it a, How many songs is it? Six. Six? Dude, bare bones, right? Yeah. That's dude, the slide guitar on that. That's the a whole great thing. Song. Well, when we were when we were sitting out in the the living room yesterday and we we're listening to tunes and like. Angel put it on the Sheepdogs and then your song on after it. And it's like they go together, you know? Yeah. Like it fits. It sounds fucking good, man. I'm really proud of you boys. Yeah, it, it, and that was two years ago. We've obviously, uh, three years ago now. We've, we've obviously improved, uh, all of us, musically, but it still fucking kicks ass. Yeah, 100%. So check it out if you're bored and you want to listen to it. Um, we're at DVD Grooves now. Yeah. So listen to that too. 
DVD groups now? What do you mean? Well, like, we're on DVD. Oh, I thought you meant your podcast was on our fucking nah. spot. Uh, your uh, yeah, your Spotify. album was on our Spotify. We're not on DVD Groove Spotify, but we're on uh, Queen Street Spotify. Look it up. Check it out. Real quickly, my buddy Wes, he's a listener. He told me that. That's so one we'll, of the three. He's one of the three. <laughs> so he sent me a little voice message. He's going to shout us out. Just so y'all hear that. This is Wes right here. He's coming in from fucking Indiana. Indiana Spice Land. Hey Wes. DBD Grooves kicks fucking ass. There you, go. you hear that? DBD Grooves kicks fucking ass. How they not saying it? Yeah, you heard it first here. Other you, people like us. Other people like us. That's that's what my phone was making sounds before. I wanted to give him a shout out. <laughs> but uh, fuck yeah, well fuck hey, yeah. We thanks Wes. We appreciate anything. Um, quickly, I just noticed Jenny Anderson. Is that his wife? Jenny Anderson, probably. So she wrote the words for this, uh, for this, the song and the star. Which one's the song with the star? Is there any song with the star? If there's none, well then she wrote the lyrics. That's cool. I didn't know that her fucking. Uh, I would like to look it up and see what it is. But dude, isn't the artwork fucking awesome, dude? Like the front is so dope. Like I don't party. know if it's Aqualung who is the greasy hobo at the beginning that he's singing about in Aqualung's song, but it's kind of like it's a little yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, it wouldn't probably wouldn't fly today. Definitely that song would be flying. Like yeah. that, that song said you know, sitting in the hot you know, and he's like talking about frilly panties <laughs> and little girls and stuff. And it's like yeah, yeah. it's a little sketchy, you know. Dude, they'd get cancelled before they could get started. <laughs> Cancel culture. I'm surprised. Who illustrated this? I don't know. No? It should mention on the back, though. It might mention it. Dude, I don't know. All the words are so fancy right now, I can't even see what I'm doing. Uh, they also... I give up. <laughs> Good. Uh, they also played at the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Dude, remember I sent you the record? Which one? The Isles of Wight. From... Uh, remember I sent you the link It was on Amazon You could get the double colored live Jethro Tull It's like 22 bucks Live at the Isles of White Shit They had that And so the Moody Blues was there too Okay And they had both of them One was orange And one was purple Or something like that huh. I don't know I wish I bought it too that I looked at nice. it And I just waited too long And it was yeah. gone You know yeah, that's But shit happens the sh- That's the shitty part about that Is uh You have to have money <laughs> exactly, yeah, I got paid today. <laughs> That's why I bought beers. Beers. Um, Cheers to bears. But no, the Isle of Wight, um, it's a pretty famous festival. Yeah. Like, that was... I, I'm pretty sure Yes was there, too. Yeah, the Who. The Who? Fuck yeah. And they, they played the uh, Isle of Wight, for sure. All the bands, like all those bands back in the 70s, there, the early 70s, they played there. The, I've never the been to a there. festival. Uh, That's dirty. It is, because it's an amazing experience. Like, it's phenomenal. It, it's not as great as a single show, but on the same level, it is. Uh, it is, because you, you get the thrill of seeing so many people, yeah. too. It's the whole day. You go there, you're like, okay, I'm checking out this band at this time, this band at this time, that band at this time, then here we got, we fucking tragically hip, then Deep Purple, and boom, boom, boom. And you watch all these great bands in one yeah. day, get drunk, go home, go to the hotel, sleep. <laughs> Go to the hotel. Do it all again the next day. 
Or if you go one day, then it's just one day. How but could it, you just go one day? Exactly. There's, you that, know? The festivals know how to get you. Because they have this deal at Blues Fest where it's three days for, like, well, it used to be 99 bucks. It's probably like 110 bucks now or something. But, like, 99 Worth bucks is three days. Uh, 110 bucks for the all of Quebec Fest. Like, that was going to be cheap as shit. Still rage against the machine. Oh, I know. Who uh, else was there? We were just going for the day, no? We were going, I, I bought, I was going to buy the weekend three day thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to buy a weekend pass. Because, I you guys actually, no, I think I was going to buy the full, whole pass, but, because uh, I know Alanis Morissette was there, too. Rod Stewart was there. Yeah, I've been down for Rod Stewart, but he was there the night that. after Rage, so that, that would have been perfect. You know, I fucking miss concerts so goddamn much. But we're going to be closer to this. May turns 50 this year. Yeah, we might have to do it. Do you have that on? Yeah, every picture tells a story. Yeah. Hey, there's no music. There's no music. Fuck. It happens all the time, eh? It just happened, though. Oh. <laughs> I know, I heard the click. Um, This album turned 50 years old. So we just I just want to take a moment to thank Jeff Rattal and Ian Anderson for this amazing album that I've been listening to. And for to. Stand Up. And Stand Up. And all their albums. Oh, I almost forgot to say. Yeah. Another thing that made me love Stand Up. Remember when we watched Pearl Jam 20? And yeah. Eddie Vedder said that he would watch, or he would listen to Stand Up before, like, going out to perform all the time. Like That's cool. That's so cool. That's cool. How he likes Prog. Well, he might not like well, it probably well, likes probably a lot of shit. You know? They're probably so fucking musically. They're cultured. like our dad's age yeah. and our parents' age, you know. Like they, they probably like the same shit our parents like, which is pretty much everything, you know, from the sixties, seventies, some of the fifties, eighties, nineties, you know. Yeah, fifty years. Fifty years. Happy birthday, Aqualung. Happy birthday, yo. Happy You're birthday, a fucking Jessica great Tull. album. Great album. I love. Listen to it. it. If you yeah. don't know it, like like I was saying in the beginning, it's not an album that. Like, it's as huge as you were saying how it had a million copies sold. Like, that's people today now don't listen, yeah, you know? Exactly. They don't, fu- they don't, you know, That's people... why they listen to fucking bullshit at the Grammys, man. That trash. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. People kind of listen to the same things. They don't explore. They don't want to explore and experience new music. They're kind of scared what it might sound weird and stuff. But do it. It's but, great. It's so rewarding. Yeah. You find so many new fucking things. I always say it, you know, like, yeah, it sucks we weren't born in the generation where we could have lived with it when it was happening and it was big. But we were like, people like us had to be born now because we made so much music that we had to have fucking from now to all the way back to yeah, the 60s exactly. and 50s. And exactly. Man, we're fucking, I, I need music in life. Definitely. 100%. Alrighty, Especially folks. during COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh it's been God. a big fucking. We got album. the new Rob Zombie album today. What up? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to spin that sometime. Maybe not on here right away, but we have so, to. I want to hear it anyways. Yeah. Alrighty, folks. folks. Keep it real, yo. Episode, this right? was what? This has been another episode of. Uh, this has been another episode. Should we do like the Bill Burt podcast with the like the D, 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 Grooves, <laughs> Grooves podcast. God, have a good week Peace. and weekend and weekend. Get drunk.